0: Welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to Wine Road, episode 131. Today's guest is Matt Michael from Baldessari Winery. He's a winemaker and co-owner. Welcome, Matt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. She's she's slow today. Thank you very much. (laughs) I know. Oh, my Lord. So so tell us, Matt, I uh, really first fell in love with your wines. uh, Like last November, we were doing our wine and food affair and I videotaped all these different winemakers talking about one wine with their one food pairing. And I did, in two days, we did 50 winemakers. And so, you know, no offense to all the winemakers that we recorded, but I did kind of start tuning it out. And then (laughs) you came on and you talked about the Chardonnay. And I was kind of listening and kind of looking up and I thought, oh, my God, I have to try that Chardonnay. You described it so incredibly well that um yeah i took that bottle home when you finished recording <laughs> and i've been back and bought more of that chardonnay it's delicious
2: well thank you very much it's uh it's quite a quite an honor to live up to i don't i don't don't know what i did but uh i'm glad i, I did it well um yeah it's, it's uh the chardonnay is is one of our our love affairs there at the winery we, we uh we've taken a long time to fight find the right sourcing for it mm-hmm. and uh it's been it's been a, a journey that I've become very intimate with the varietal, and and uh, I love describing it and talking about it.
1: So, uh, tell us. Um, you know, uh, we have listeners from all over the country, and they write to me on a pretty regular basis. And really, what they love is they love hearing about how wineries started, and you know, sort of the journey that owners or winemakers took to get to where they are. So, tell us how you came to be. How, how Baldessari Wines happened?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's so it, it, I have to explain the name in order for it all to tie together. So, my name is Matt Michael, and uh, there's no in there, nope. but my, my mom's maiden name is and oh, So, okay. my maternal grandfather was from the Marche region in Italy, which is on the Adriatic side, the Croatian side of the Adriatic Sea. Um, and Viva Italia. That's right. Get <laughs> <laughs> a little World Cup win no, I mean a little soccer win yeah. um, <laughs> But he, uh, he came, uh, he came around the kind of, kind of made his way down, down the boot and around the heel and, and, and kind of came back up through Naples and then decided he was going to jump on the boat and come over to America because there really wasn't a lot of opportunity back then. This mm-hmm. is he was 26 years old and he had his, uh, his mother-in-law had come out and lived in Chicago. He decided. She was making a little bit of money out there. and Maybe that would be a connection. And he went out, and he became an apprentice plumber. And he couldn't speak English. and You know, the classic kind of like American, right. you know, immigrant story. Mm-hmm. Couldn't read or write. Signed his name with an axe. Built yeah. up this giant plumbing business in in Chicago called Franklin Park Plumbing. And uh, like the all the old people from the old country, he had a deep basement in Chicago. And he used to <laughs> get get together with all the Italian cronies, and they yeah. would they would get some grapes shipped out from California and they would make, they'd each make a quarter barrel of wine and he would do some charcuterie in the basement and he would drag me down there when I was like every year when I was like eight and he'd pour me like a symbol of wine. Yeah. Uh, how cool. And, and cut, yeah, cut charcuterie and he would talk to me like I was 40. You know? Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: Well. So it was, it was, it was a great kind of bonding. Uh, yeah. And it just kind of taught me that, you know, like, that, that kind of put the foundation for, like, what it is to, like, you know, do this artisan craft and, and kind of the, the talk about and tie the family into it and all of that. And I just I just thought it was fitting when we started. I said, you know, this is really my first experience or exposure to wine and kind of that sort of thing, that artisan craft thing, was through him. And so, for, you know, me and my dad decided we were going to do this, and it just made total sense to kind of, like, come full circle with it and contribute it to him. What so a wonderful
0: kinda... homage, that's
2: beautiful. So so Thanks. then
0: as
1: a young man, as a young man going to college, did you go then to Davis and know right out of the bat that's what you wanted to do or did you take a different path to begin with?
2: You know, I didn't. I didn't. I I went to junior college and um the 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 brand thing happened after I graduated from Davis. But I, I transferred into Davis and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay. And, um I was you kinda have to declare a major and so I was wasn't really sure kind of at that age. It's it's a I don't know, I was a, well, I'm kind of a late bloomer, so I just didn't really have my head on straight. Just didn't really know what I wanted to do.
1: I think know? that just sounds typical, not a late bloomer that's what <laughs> most people most people are in that boat.
2: I always feel I always feel a little scared when I talk to people who are like seventeen and sixteen. They're like, Yeah, I wanna be a doctor. I wanted to be one since I was eight. Like,
1: that's the anomaly. That's not <laughs> the norm. <laughs>
2: yeah. But uh we uh I tra- I transferred in there and I had to declare a major and uh this this one major at the time was called fermentation science and so you could do beer brewing or hard alcohol distillation or winemaking even pharmaceutical production and oh. i'm so like hands on and kind of a little adhd i was like this one of these is totally going to be my thing right. and uh so i ended up kind of as we went through the course of breath i uh just started gravitating towards wine because mm-hmm. i think it was the the seasonal thing um just kind of in the estate thing, like seeing the product grow and then you harvest it and bring it in where Mm -hmm. the other processes were a little detached for me because you just, you know, you don't grow your own. It's just
1: chemicals or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was kind of, that was it for me. And so that's, that's kind of, that was the start of it. And then, uh, did, did a few harvests and, my dad was going through his midlife crisis, and he said, "Hey, do you want to do a wine thing."
1: <laughs> what a kid! Right? The perfect thing Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that was kind of the the foundation of it. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we started a long time. Uh, 2003 was our first vintage, and we made 90 cases of Syrah from oh the
1: Valley. Gosh.
2: And, yeah, many moons ago, and it was it was. Uh, it was kind of one of those things where we, we, you know, looking back, neither one of us knew what we were doing.
1: Yeah, I, I really mean, glad. you make 90 cases of something. How did you sell that?
2: Ah, uh, we went. We literally went to shop to shop and restaurant to yeah, restaurant.
1: That's a tough just, haul. Oh. It,
2: yeah, it is. It is. And thank thank God, both of us are, are stubborn. So it's uh, it's something that kind of has worked out over the years to the point where it's at now. But um, yeah, we we didn't know. We didn't have any idea what we were getting ourselves into. And I, I look back now and just kind of shake my head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It worked. Trial and error. Sometimes, right. <laughs> sometimes it's best not to know what you're getting into because right. if you do know that, that's a barrier. You're like, okay, I'm not going to do that. But it's uh, oh,
2: for sure. I think yeah. that's
0: how most people get into things by not really knowing what's involved and and then just rolling with it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it was definitely something that was best walking into blind. Um, it was, you know, it you just. You, Looking back now at, at all of the things, you know, we we started that label, and by the time our first vintage was out, the 2003, it was 2006, and we sold those 90 cases, and it was 2007, and we had like 110 cases, 120, <laughs> and then 08, the housing market crashed, and we had oh, a yeah. new business, yeah, and so it was, then you're you're in the middle of that, and no one's buying anything luxury, and so you just right. kind of, you know, you, <laughs> so we had to wait. So a crash you're course.
1: selling it. <laughs>
2: That's right. Yeah. We're, it's our library. It's here. a library.
1: <laughs> Plan B. That's
2: right. So uh, now we're, we've built it up to uh, about 1,200 cases now. Yeah. And we have a tasting lounge in downtown Windsor uh, right across the street from the Publican. And I say that because most people know. Where the public
1: no, these are listeners from all over the country. Oh, okay, so, all right. It's, well, so Windsor, there's this beautiful, uh, the town green, and then it's kind of on this one of the side streets. Or actually, you have a corner location.
2: Corner location, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and Windsor, Windsor's kind of the up and coming spot in Sonoma County. It's um, it's it's just south of Healdsburg, which is a very famous wine destination for, um, people coming to Sonoma County, um, not only for dining, but also, you know, tasting rooms mm-hmm. and shopping. Right. And so we're about 10 minutes south of that. And, uh, we've got a little nice little spot on the, on the plaza there. And, and, uh, it's, it's been a great thing for us. Um, one of the issues we were having as a small brand is with the kind of the, the wine industry growing together with these bigger guys personally, these smaller guys, uh, it was just getting harder and harder to kind of get time in front of people in restaurants and people right. in bottle shops. Mm-hmm. And so we just, we knew it was time to open our spot so we could deliver our message to people and get the FaceTime that we wanted because we have a good product, but it's, right. it's, it's you can't sell it if you, can, you yeah, can't get in front of anyone. You have a
1: great product. I mean, you really do. You really do. I And the Tasting Lounge is a super cool setup. I was there with a bunch of friends, um, I guess back in May is the last time I was there. And so you do partner with your dad. So is your dad the only person that would ever be there for the most part?
2: Uh, my dad, myself. I still work a shift there, but I'm probably going to be pulling out um, here pretty soon because I'm also the full time winemaker at Robert Young up in right. Napa Valley. And so it's it's kind of a it's it's a lot to kind of be to be there, uh, you know, one or two days a week also. And so uh, it's my dad, and then we have one other uh, wonderful lady named uh, Deb, and she has been with us, stuck with us even through the pandemic when we had to close down for a year, and, and she's still there. And uh, she's she's going to be there e- either Fridays or Sundays usually.
1: Really, our listeners love um, they love the uh, new and unexplored and undiscovered wineries, people they haven't heard of, and so they will gravitate to someplace like Baldessari and it's super cool to know that if they do go there, it is going to be most likely your dad or, you know, maybe Deb. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but, you know, your dad is going to, you know, it's his passion also.
2: Oh, yeah. He's, he's he's put in a lot of elbow grease and he's given me a lot of latitude in the winemaking. And that's a big trust thing uh, because we've tied up a lot of our personal right. money in this. So he's, you know, he's very much invested in very much um, just just you know he loves it
1: well it's getting him through that whole midlife crisis
2: thing <laughs> exactly exactly yeah he's coming out the coming out the other side we might so. have to
1: edit all that out
0: i don't know
2: <laughs> nah you can keep uh, it He not <laughs> care <laughs> I love that, that
0: instead of a corvette it was a winery yeah That's yeah. Right. yeah yeah
2: i <laughs> <That'd be. laughs> looking back i think the corvette might have been funner <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's uh, on your portfolio there what what types of wines uh do you make, and how many varietals do you present
2: yes yeah, so we're making uh currently we make f- uh, five wines it's uh we make a uh a, a chardonnay that you you spoke about in the beginning from from uh it's the carneros region but we call it sonoma coast um Chardonnay and it's from san Giacomo vineyards oh, um that's old nice, Wente. Nice yeah, good spot I mean, we've really kind of searched around for a while before we committed to something because we just Chardonnay is one of those fried it just It just needs to be in the right area or else it's just not going to work. And uh, so we found that spot, and it's gorgeous, and they're great growers. And uh, for those who don't know, they've been around the county for a long time growing fruit, so they really know what they're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. And, I have uh, done quality control on that several times now.
2: <laughs> 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 a I have a certain job. standard. I want to make sure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then we, uh, we do a, a rosé of Pinot Noir. From Russian River, and it's 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 in a Provençal style, so that kind of really light, nice. salmon hue. Yeah, and it's it's really low alcohol. It's like twelve point nine percent, well low for California standards, and um, it's it's completely dry, crisp, refreshing, kind of like strawberry, rose petals, things like that. Uh, just kind of really gets you in the mood to sit outside in the patio and, and take some down, and uh, and then we we have a Russian River Pinot Noir. And that is um, kind of from the Santa Rosa Plains area, a little bit uh, elevated, but not too much. And it's a beautiful kind of blend of two clones. It's 828 and 37, and they're not kind of the pioneering clones for Russian River. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But they're very, very wonderful clones that are just kind of of making their mark right now. And uh, we do about 20% whole cluster on that. That nice. Pinot. And so we put that in the bottom and the stems in there and the whole berries, they kind of ferment on the bottom inside the berries. And then when we get to press them at the end, they just burst the fruit in there. And then you have the stems and they just bring out like a really nice, like gentle spiciness to the wine. And just it's a really, it's, it's exactly what you think of when you think of Russian River that smooth tannin and the really bursting with fruit. Um, and then the, uh, we make a Syrah from Bennett Valley. And this is kind of this is the first one we started with, and uh-huh. it's kind of it's well, like it's like my my first love, you know. It's
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, you have those first ninety cases, <laughs> <that's> right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, got you where you are.
2: It'll always it'll always have my heart, you right. know. It's, uh So it's we like Venet Valley because it's it's kind of more of a cool climate spot, and um, and the difference. Sirah is kind of one of it's one of those few varietals where. If you grow it in a warmer area, the fruit kind of expresses itself a little bit more one-dimensionally as far as you get a lot of fruit flavors. So you get you know, blackberry or boysenberry or some people say like uh, fig or prunes, but in that kind of spectrum. And then you can layer aromatics and flavors with barrels, new barrels as well. But when you grow it in cooler areas, what comes out more is this kind of just broad spectrum of things. So you get blueberry, maybe lavender, black pepper, mm-hmm. roasted game, and then you start layering barrel on top of that and the wine gets really complex and we just kinda of prefer that that cool climate drought thing that happens with Syrah. So that's we we really, really like that area and we're working with a small grower there. And he's he's just wonderful. So it's it's just it's been one of those things that we just we're so glad we did it and started with it. Even though Syrah just hasn't found its Day in the spotlight yet we're hoping someday I love
0: Syrah. I don't. Yeah, it always puzzles me. Syrah, is it's such a versatile food wine too. too. So it's odd that it's. Not embraced, but its day will come. It needs a movie. Yeah, yeah. It needs a We're, movie.
2: I keep hoping, so. We're ready. We're poised. <laughs> We're
0: ready? <laughs> the head of the game. That's
2: yeah, right. That's
0: <laughs> right. It needs a movie. <laughs> it does We're the main characters, like Jones and for Syrah. Yeah, I really need to draw. <laughs> yeah. We'll work on that. I'll, I'll write that screenplay. Yeah, see what you can I'll do. get right on that.
2: Sideways, too, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. yeah. So and then uh, the last but not least is uh, is we do uh, a Malbec from from oh. Alexander Valley, Ooh, nice.
1: See, I had that yeah. too when I was there last t- tasting. Yeah,
2: and it's it's kind of a. I decided to. I don't know. The more I do this, the more I just like. The, I'm really trying to source the best fruit mm-hmm. I can, and so right. I just I'm looking at these spots very critically and say, okay, is this going to give me? The best expression is for. I don't know if it doesn't, then then we just kind of move on. But um, the Malbec is really dark, really rich, beautiful color, inky. And we actually do we do 100% whole cluster ferment, um, so it's not destemmed, and it's all native yeast. And so we just kind of lightly foot tread it to break it up, and then once it once it gets going, it's this real slow, steady ferment, and it really has this beautiful kind of aromatic that builds in the fermenter. And then we just do all neutral barrels. So, um, I mean, it's... When you read the cl- classic literature about what the kind of varietal Malbec is, it's, you know, it's those red berries and that kind of wet tobacco leaf. And it, it, just, it, it just has that in spades.
0: And Malbec so is so suited to our, our climate now, I think. I think it's really yeah, something that very much... Uh, it really grows well here. And the expression is, is beautiful.
2: It is. It is. And I think it's... You know, it's it's just a shame that so much energy was focused on Cabernet, because those other Bordeaux varietals are just equally suited well to grow here, and there's just not a lot of them out there. And so they kind of get overlooked. They usually get blended away. Um, so Cab Franc, Malbec, and Petit Verdot. But they, they make some stunning single varietal wines, and you just
0: Yeah. I'm all over 100% Cab Franc or Malbec. Yeah.
1: I really love Malbec. My son-in-law's a big fan of Malbec, so when I tasted yours, I thought, oh, this could get me some points. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always trying to get points. (laughs) I don't know what they add up to, but but I thought, well, here's a start.
2: (laughs) It's a thought. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's, – I'm really – I've really been enjoying making that that wine. It's it's something that I didn't realize. You know, it's something that I did selfishly because I like it. Yeah. I didn't realize that it would connect um, so much with people, like how many Malbec, closet Malbec lovers there were right. out there.
0: Where, well, it's, it's hard to find. Where are you, you know? sourcing that from? You started to say you're sourcing it from where?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, it's Northern Alexander Valley. Oh. Um, so right, it's kind of, it's up near the, the new Cloverdale Mountain, Appalachian. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Cloverdale Clover, Peak, Cloverdale Peak, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's it's almost at the Mendocino County line. So really kind of dry, hilly, um, hot area. Yeah, good heat. Good heat, yeah. Good heat, I mean, it was, that's
1: Cloverdale, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very, very, very warm summers. And uh, yeah. that good diurnal temperature swing. So it gets hot during the day, and then it's it's down to, you know, 52 in the morning. Sure. And then it's, it's right back up to 105 again. So that that, that kind of swing really gets those things nice and nice and ripe nice. yeah so that's the lineup and uh are you know like I said we're about 1200 cases
1: i assume you're reservation only right now and are you open every day or just certain days i can't remember
2: yeah yeah no thanks so we're we're, we're open uh, wednesday through sunday okay. right now and we usually we're what we found is we're we're in town there so it, it's kind of different than being in one country. Mm-hmm. So most people don't start coming until you know, one to two o'clock. So we open at noon and we're noon kinda of to six every day. Okay. And then on Fridays we have live music from six to eight PM. And so it's like a nice little nice little break and you can come by and enjoy a glass and listen to some local performers. But the we set it up in a lounge fashion like you mentioned, um, so that we could really have people kind of Relax and Mm -hmm. not feel tense when they came in and kind of be at a bar competing with other people for attention for a glass or, you know. And so we host each group individually and sometimes simultaneously multiple groups, but it's all with the kind of, you know, relax, Mm -hmm. enjoy yourselves. We're going to walk you through our story and our wines, and it's very comfortable.
1: And uh, pretty much everybody's reservation only these days, but I do continue to tell um, customers that contact us that, you know, don't hesitate to just pop in. If a winery doesn't have, you know, reservations at the moment, and they have space, they'd be happy to see you. So, you know, we want to encourage people try to get the reservations. But if you don't, you know, you should always just check, even if it's last minute.
2: Oh, for sure.
0: Windsor's a great little spot to put on your itinerary. You know, it's like between Healdsburg and Santa Rosa, and it's just like a little a piece of paradise right there. Yeah, there's lots there. more restaurants Cute and other tasting rooms. It's a, a little slower pace, but it's got some great, great places to go, mm-hmm. including your tasting room. So put that on your itinerary, folks.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a it's a quick quick hop out to Russian River from there yeah. too, which is Good. which is kind of you just go west west out of town and. and you know, a few minutes here in, in the Rush River Valley, so it's it's pretty centrally located. Um, and just wanted to let you know we do take drop-ins as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're 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 kind of you know open for business, um, so to speak, in all in all facets.
1: So when you have uh, you know visitors that come from out of town, what are some things that you know you think people should see and do? Whether it's you know outdoor things or restaurants or whatever, what what do you think? Oh, you can't miss that.
2: Yeah, it's it's there's a there's you know there's a lot in Sonoma County, but I think the Sonoma Coast is definitely like a must-see. Um, there's just every every coast has its beauty, but Sonoma and even Mendocino Coast, it's just kind of unparalleled in how beautiful it is. And while you're out there, you can have some great you know Pacific seafood if you're not from the area. Mm-hmm and the wonderful oysters. It's just a quick shot down to Tomales Bay. And then you can literally go, there's picnic tables and you can get a bottle of wine and you get fresh oysters that just came out of the bay. And uh, there's not much that beats that in my book. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful little spot there and you can kind of cruise up and down that coast and, and there's a lot of great beaches and just beautiful scenery. And that's, that's definitely a day worth doing. Um, and then, you know, there's redwood trees um, are, you know, f- we take them for granted because we see them a lot living right. here, but um, for people that haven't seen them, they're, they're pretty majestical. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. about the biggest things you've ever seen. And so uh, we ha- happen to have a nice grove in Sonoma called Armstrong Woods, and uh, uh, it's it's a great place to spend some time, and, um, you know, you can really get kind of acquainted with how big they are and snap some photos and show everyone later. Yeah. Um,
0: it is beautiful and all these places are so close together you know it's like well people, you go to the you know, Redwoods and then head out to the yeah, coast it's yeah it's like uh, it's an easy itinerary for visitors to, to get to all these places and like in one day you can experience the Redwoods and the coast and great wine and food all at once
2: yeah yeah it's it's kind of everything's there everything in between and so um, and there's just plenty of great dining too I mean it's the kind of the restaurant scene since I've been in the county for the last 21 years now has just exploded, and it's, it's exploded, and it's it's just phenomenal. There's so many good places to eat. So, um, you know that that's if you're a foodie, you'll you'll love love kind of that farm to table thing that's going on out here.
1: Probably five or six years ago, I had a journalist here from Washington D.C., and we were going to have you know winery tasting appointments for her, and somebody was running behind. So I left a winery, and I had to sort of kill some time before I got to the next place. So I pulled off on uh, East Side Road. There's a riverfront park there, and there are some redwoods there. But I mean, it's not like some massive redwood growth. There's some redwoods. (laughs) So I, you know, we got off, and we were looking around there. And I was telling her about how this park has been reclaimed and it's new and whatever. And and suddenly she's crying, and I thought, like, I was trying to think, what did I just say? What did you do? (laughs) What have I said? (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm trying to replay this in my mind. And she's like, I have never seen. Redwoods, Aww. like I, she was oh, just com- wow. like it was like the spiritual moment. She was completely oh, overcome sweet. by these redwoods, and I'm thinking, blew my mind. I just grew up surrounded by them. We do take it for granted. If you come from somewhere
0: else, you Beth definitely want to see the redwoods. <laughs> take you on a press tour and a spiritual, spiritual environment. Yeah, I was like, oh no, what happened? Namaste. We were having fun just moments ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, that's definitely worth seeing. And it's like, yeah,
0: it is all just right here the Redwoods, the Coast, the wineries, the so breweries. That's all. the new tagline Sonoma County. It'll bring you to tears. It'll bring you to tears. There we
2: I like it. Let's <laughs> run with shirts. shirts printed up, right?
0: Yeah, yeah it's a shirt. Tears of joy. They must tears underline
1: that. So, Marcy, do you have? Um, Marcy usually reviews a little wine book for us. Oh, okay. Do you have a wine? I book?
0: I don't have a book, but I have an item oh, that kind of item. ties in. Okay, you got it. It's so... Baldassari, and it's Italian roots. Okay, let's hold the line. <laughs> she always
1: surprises me. Sometimes it's sometimes <laughs> it's not a good surprise.
0: So this <laughs> it's always this is pretty oh awesome. Oh my gosh! That's so cool. this is a it's a new company called Water and Wines. I okay. think they're out of Denmark or the Netherlands. But this is the Italy wine puzzle. It's a thousand pieces, a thousand so Bethy doesn't. like I, big... I saw that. But don't give that to me. <laughs> Beth doesn't like big puzzles, but I'm, you know, I'm working on a book about Italy, and um, I got this as research, really. But it's this amazing, beautiful puzzle, and let me show you. There's so much detail on that. It's super detailed. All the all the wine regions, and it comes with. If I can get this oh, open. Oh, this ought to be good.
1: Ugh. Yeah, don't spill the th- thousand pieces. Hold the line, Matt. We'll be, we'll be cleaning up the <laughs> um, studio.
0: Comes up this awesome poster oh my. of the regions, Is that beautiful that or what? That is gorgeous and it's huge. The colors are stunning. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it shows all the different uh, varietals. You know, we've got your Grecetto and your, you know, everything from Sangiovese to your Tuscan's Barbera. I mean, it's so in-depth. If you were studying for your, like, wine exams, this is a great study aid. That's awesome. And it's That's beautiful. Awesome. So I we'll, haven't done the puzzle yet. We'll have pictures. We'll, have,
1: we'll share pictures. But it's a
0: new company, and they do other regions. But uh, the Italy one, it's just gorgeous. We'll put we'll post this on the website, too, mm-hmm. so people can see. But it, they just go by um, the grapes and blends, and each it's color-coded, like, white, rosé, red, sparkling, and blends. Thanks. And it's so cool.
2: That's really cool. Really got,
0: cool. All the different regions in Sicily where my family is from. So I have Italian roots, too.
2: Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, great. We can bond. We are outlaws together. <laughs> I yeah. Saying, yeah, we can, can totally bond.
0: bond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. We'll bond, but d- don't tell anybody else.
2: So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So that's my item for the day. It's uh, called... Water and wines, and I'll put the link in the show notes, and they're just these gorgeous, gorgeous puzzles. I, I've i never seen anything like it.
1: Nice. So I think um, before we kind of start wrapping up, I do want to say that I had just come back personally from a couple-week road trip. It was super fun, and so the part that wasn't super fun necessarily was coming back and having to go through, you know, a thousand emails because <laughs> I <laughs> really tuned out when I was gone. But there were, within those emails, about three notes from Podcast listeners who let me know that they're coming either in September, October and you know, looking for different ideas and and um, places to go and whatever. So I do just want to say again that we really do love hearing from our listeners. And I can be reached at Beth at wineroad.com. You can let me know if you're coming this direction, if you need some itinerary suggestions. Or what I really love is if you've been here recently and you kind of tell me about your trips and what the highlights were, because I really like sharing that to our listeners. I mean People who are coming want to know what other people have done and what they loved and what they experienced. So, you know, if you have a favorite winery or, you know, some experience that was really great, let us know and we will um, share that on the podcast. Also, if there's a winery that you're particularly interested in and you'd like to hear from that winemaker, we will use your note to entice that winemaker to be on our show. <laughs> Bait. <laughs> we well, use it as cheese. <laughs> I feel that bribery works. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, let us know. Uh, stay in touch. Beth at
0: wineroad.com. So, so Matt, what is the best uh, way for people to reach or find out about Baldassari? Is it through the website or how do you want people to contact you? We can put that in our show notes.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the, the best way would be through our website and um, it's uh, as in boy, uh f w w i n e dot com so it's short for Baldessari Family Wines wine dot com oh,
0: okay it's good to know and we will put that in the show notes yeah because, yeah we'll make a point of getting that, it correct doesn't exactly roll off the tongue
2: <laughs> and the Baldessari is is a, it's kind of a, one of those long Italian vowel filled words but it's it's b a l d a s s a r i
0: Baldassari Baldessari. Yeah, there
1: you go. You have to say it with some flair. Yeah, that's right. Marcy has flair, flair to spare.
0: <laughs> a couple of glasses of Malbec, and I'll be yes, you know, be rolling right I'll off flare. the tongue. But, yeah, awesome. So we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put that how to reach you. And um, uh, gosh, it's been great talking to you. It's so much fun to learn about your background and the wines. And it sounds like you got a real good thing going down in Windsor.
2: Yeah, likewise. Definitely. Thank you so much for your time. and It's, it's been a lot of fun, and we're always, we're always welcoming to uh, new, new, new people, so I hope to see some people from this, that listen to this podcast that are interested.
0: I'm <laughs> yeah. sure you will. And when they go, they better write us and let us know so yeah. we can sh- give <laughs> yeah. them a shout-out. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs>
2: yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time.
0: Thanks, Thanks for being on. We'll put all this in the show notes about the puzzle and about how to reach Baldassari. And Beth, what you're waving at me. What else did you want to
1: say? So I did just want to wrap up one more thing before we finish and talk one more briefly moment about um, Ron Rubin Winery, who is the sponsor for our podcast for the year. And I had mentioned at some point along the line about uh, going on their website and checking on um, the link that's called The Dream. And from there, you would see their program called Train for Saving Lives. And that's actually how I first came to meet Ron Rubin. And um, this is a program that he's working in collaboration with the American Red Cross. And uh, they have provided Zoll defibrillators to 282 wineries free of charge. So the winery is providing these um, defibrillators to the wineries at no cost to them if they have their staff trained uh, through the American Red Cross. So it is a life-saving program. And all the details are on the website at ronrubinwinery.com. And you know, I really encourage you to check it out. I just think it's cool that someone cares enough about their community to give back, you know, yeah, to that magnitude. I think about 1,300 people have been trained at this point. So wow. it's a super cool program. That's how we first connected. So that's all I have to say today. And now I'm going to go look for some Baldessari Chardonnay.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Finish out my day. We're
0: sipping wines and saving lives. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
2: Somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah. Somebody's got to do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, we're so happy you were on the show and we will see you on the wine road. Thanks Matt. Sounds
2: good. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye bye.